The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 375 for Tuesday the 12th of April 2016. Now as you've probably noticed just there from the introduction already, we've changed the format. So rather than a lengthy discussion with a number of panel members, the new format is going to be a quick, sharp, weekly review of what's in tech. Now, we haven't done an episode for a little while. Uh, there was Easter, I think, in uh, in the meantime, and uh, uh, we've been pretty busy preparing for the uh, change in format. However, we're here now. This is episode 375, and we're good to go, so let's do it. Right, first up, the FBI has now apparently got the information from the San Bernardino cell phone. There were rumours that the Israeli firm Celebrite were helping them do that. Turns out that that's not the case, that in fact some hackers had approached the FBI on a technique to get the data off the the iPhone 5, I think it's an iPhone 5C. So the details of exactly how that's been done haven't been revealed, but whatever was done has allowed the FBI to run a brute force on the uh, on the passcode, which uh, I think was uh, they uh, the FBI had previously estimated that would take twenty six minutes. So of course that's the easy part. The hard part was what the hackers had helped the FBI do, which is to disable the, the security feature on the phone that prevents re- uh, repeated incorrect attempts of uh, of the passcode. Now there's a funny twist to this as well because the FBI are now wondering whether they should disclose the uh, the floor to Apple, which I think there's there's some real irony there because the FBI have been coming to Apple for, for help. Apple have refused. And the FBI have got their answer from someone else. And it seems, I don't know, there's a level of irony there where, where the FBI would be telling Apple, this is how we did it. <laughs> so they can close the gap. Not that they're, um, you know, that eventually iPhone 5Cs will become obsolete. But in any event, uh, they're sort of weighing up the option, their options as to whether they should tell Apple or not. Uh, it may even be that Apple have an idea of how this might have been achieved. Now, in a separate case, the Department of Justice said in a letter recently that it will continue to pursue a court order seeking to force Apple to unlock another iPhone owned by an accused drug dealer in New York. Now, this iPhone is a 5S and apparently it can't be breached in the same way as the San Bernardino cell phone. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, this really in a way confirms what people have been saying or were saying very early on in the San Bernardino cell phone case, where it's not just one phone. This is going to set a precedent. The FBI are going to keep coming to Apple with more and more of these requests, and uh, this is the second one. So it's it is the start of the slippery slip, slippery slope. <laughs> That's difficult to say. All right, what else? A device called a textilizer. That's a, a, a device that's being developed by Celebrite, which. If you were paying attention to the first story, you'll have recognized that name because I used it earlier. Celebrite is the name of the Israeli company that people thought were helping Apple with the San Bernardino cell phone case. 
in any event, celebrate what Celebrate are doing is they're developing a product called the Textilizer. And what it is designed to do is it's designed to analyze your phone. So if you're if you're in a, in a collision, uh, this could the police could use this device to analyze your phone to determine whether or not you were using your phone immediately prior to the incident. So I think the the best advice here is just don't use your phone when you're driving. But we've heard that message many times and, uh, of course, people still still do that. Now, ANZ Bank is apparently secretly testing Apple Pay. Now, how do we know? Well, we know this because a number of people have attempted to set up Apple Pay on their iPhone. Uh, these people are ANZ Bank customers. Now, by the way, for the international Listeners, ANZ Bank stands for Australia and New Zealand Banking Group Limited. So it's a bank that operates in Australia and New Zealand. In fact, it's the largest bank in New Zealand. In any event, ANZ customers have attempted to set up Apple Pay on their phones and they are now starting to get texts, like uh, verification texts. For example, here is your ANZ Apple Pay verification code to complete card set up in ANZ Apple Pay. Please enter the code when prompted. Now, it doesn't actually work because it's it hasn't been set up. But the fact that these texts are coming through suggests, you know, when people attempt to do so, suggests that ANZ is, in fact, carrying out tests with Apple Pay. So it, what's not clear yet is whether... If, you know, assuming this is true, whether Apple Pay will come to ANZ customers only in Australia or whether that will include New Zealand as well. Uh, I dare say, though, it would be the first bank in New Zealand and Australia to support Apple Pay. Now, remember the Apple 1970 glitch, the iPhone 1970 glitch? That's where if your phones, uh, if you're on your iPhone, you set your date to the 1st of January 1970 your phone becomes bricked. It becomes useless. It, it it stops functioning. And in fact, I think, I can't remember, but from memory, was, was it the case that you had no choice but to send it back to Apple, I think? In any event, although I, I think, from again, from memory, I think later someone posted a, uh, a way out of it. Uh, I think it's to remove the battery. Anyway, that's all in the past. But here's the thing. It turns out that this 1970 glitch can be taken advantage of automatically over a wireless network. So here's how it might work. iPhones, and I I don't know whether this is true of all smartphones, but certainly iPhones, remember the name of the network you last, uh, or remember the names of networks you've connected to previously, and if it sees the same wireless network name, it will offer you to connect. So you might have been at the airport recently, and you may have connected to, I don't know, say Auckland Airport, free wireless network and that will have a certain name Auckland Airport or something now if if an attacker wants to take advantage of the fact that your phone has been on that network the attacker can set up their own wireless network in a busy place and with the same name and your phone will connect if you've connected to the Auckland one before it'll connect to that network now once the attacker has you on their network they can offer an NTP service. Now, NTP, if you're not, not aware of it, is Network Time Protocol. This is the uh, the protocol that all internet devices, for that matter, not just uh, not just phones and computers, but all internet devices use to synchronize time. 
That's how, if you didn't know, your computer knows what the right time is. So the attacker can activate the NTP service over the wireless network, setting that time, of course, to 1st of January 1970. And lo and behold, your phone is now bricked. Now, as I said before, if this is done in a public place, perhaps it's done near the airport or perhaps it's done at perhaps Wellington Airport, for example, where lots of people fly between the two airports. Anyone on an iPhone who's connected to the Auckland Airport network who is now in this other location with this fake Auckland Airport network, the phone will connect automatically or at least offer to. And then because of the NTP service, the the fake one on the fake network, your phone will be set to January the 1st, 1970. And then your phone will be bricked. Now, remember, Apple have patched this in iOS 9.3.1. So to be fair, we're talking about phones that haven't been updated recently. Anyway, I thought this was a really, really cunning technique. So I think the moral of the story here is make sure that your iPhone is patched and up to date. Anyway, that's it for episode 375. I hope you're enjoying the new format. Let us know if you're not, or if you are, send us some comments, leave them on the website, email them to us over Twitter, whatever you like. Love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and join us again next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.